Hello world. <laughs> this is Ryan Korea speaking, otherwise known as the Soul Mechanic, and today I am very excited to have a little chat with one of my recent clients as a Soul Mechanic, but also someone who um, is a lovely lady I met a couple of years ago, and I'd love to dive in and let you know a bit more. And so without further ado, let us introduce Claudia Roach. How are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Um, wonders of modern science. <laughs> Isn't it lovely? I know. In, in all facets of life, we are literally benefiting from technology. Like 100 years ago, everything would be a completely different story. So what I would like to start with is just to welcome you onto my podcast and to thank you for just coming and having a chat and sharing our, our week together that we've had over the last week or so with regards to helping you you had an operation on Monday and we had a, a conversation at some point and you talked about the fact that you were going in for a hip replacement and there was a, yeah, not great feelings about that, which no one really likes hospital. So I offered a session and said, well, how about we work on that with a little bit of life coaching, which I do. And I just was very happy to hear that it worked very well in that one session. And I just love to chat more about it. But first, um, I think it'd be great to just get an idea of how you are how are you today i'm good thank you um surprisingly well um I, I keep surprising myself as to how well i am um yes a bit of an understatement i was terrified the thought of going into hospital and having somebody slice great bits into you and chop bits off the end of your bones just mm. just um yeah frightened me to put it bluntly um even though i knew my uh even though I knew in my intellectual mind that um, it was all going to be for the good and and I'd be so much better afterwards. But the uh, the thought of going through it was a bit too much for me. I can only imagine. I mean, just you talking about it, I'm certainly not going to be any better than you. I'll say that for sure. <laughs> if I'm in that and so, yeah, before we dive into um, the whole operation and, and the lead up to our session, tell us a little bit more about you, yourself. Like, where where were you born and what do you do? And oh just who is Claudia? Like, yeah, just a nice little intro. <laughs> um, how much time have you got? I'll try and make it as quick as possible. Um, my father was military, so I was born in Germany, moved to Malaysia, got to England about the age of four, moved from Yorkshire to Wiltshire to Surrey to mm. Belgium to Germany. My father retired. I finished school in Dorset and ended up at university in Bristol, wanted a holiday, couldn't afford one, saw an advertisement for a mother's help, living in a medieval castle, riding every day, sounded like a holiday to me, <laughs> ended up spending four years in Italy, one as a mother's help, three working with horses, and then came back to England and um, basically moved to Ireland um, 2001 when I got married and it's the longest I've been in one place in the whole of my life. Wow, what <laughs> a fantastic. And by the way, you are brilliant. That is got to be the best. Okay, here you go. Strap in and this is this is my story. <laughs> and, and, well, it's and, just that people's eyes glaze over if I do it any slower. <laughs> well, that's a skill into itself. Well, that's amazing. So even now to be honest with you, I'm so inspired to just dig in and go oh hang on go back and let's talk about this and that but of course we want to focus more on like you know yourself and 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 you so what about you what do you do oh so um after being in 
Italy for four years. I did very many jobs. Um, I never knew what I wanted to do until I discovered equine sports massage. I was already a sports masseuse. And so at 38, I finally found the career I loved. And um, I was doing that for about 20 years um, until I broke my collarbone in 2014, 15, can't, not very good with dates. And, um, and I had to think, can I keep massaging horses? I was knocking on 60. And uh, so I took a, a career change whilst I was still young and uh, did a degree mm. in fine art. And I graduated in um, 2018 and I am now an artist and I paint and I collage. And um, yes, and we, we still have horses, my husband and I. Horses will always be the main passion. Amazing. Wow. So the, the art is fairly new uh, to the scene. And so you've got all this wonderful creativity to look forward to. Yes, exactly. I can, to put it bluntly, I can paint until I fall into my grave. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like a great career change. So for everyone listening, basically what I do is I'm a life coach. And it's interesting because you hear these new titles that just didn't really exist 20 years ago or, or weren't very popular uh, or well-known. So a life coach in my instance is someone who basically helps someone else on a coaching level um, and a support level and a guidance level usually to do with something life-related. And I am a, a holistic life coach because I help people in different areas of their lives. And I, I just think that's one of the best places and the best ways to support somebody. So I, I usually work with mindset, which I think is everything. It doesn't matter what your life looks like and what you're doing. Your mind is the one place you want to really know well and really be able to manage under duress and when things don't go your way. And, you know, people like athletes and Olympians and very high-performing people are always going on about mindset. So I've got a fascination with the, the human brain, and I have since I was a teenager, but I also help people with marketing and branding when it comes to business, especially entrepreneurs. And I've got some very interesting clients that I work with who are shamanic healers and yoga practitioners and small businesses. So all of that also ties into the personal lifestyle of people's livelihood when it comes to how they work at work and how it's all connected. So relationships and dating and intimacy is another thing that I work on. So I can already imagine a lot of people saying, geez, you do a lot. But for me, it really, that's just how my mind works. Everything's connected and I like to flow in terms of what people need. So in this particular case, I know that Claudia was just struggling with this uh, disease and like anxiety towards this operation. So we had a session uh, last Tuesday, it was, and we got on this call and I just was very keen to help her with one specific thing, and that was the approach to this operation and to just give her this peace of mind. So I remember when we had this conversation, um, Claudia and you came on to the call, one of the things I do remember you saying was at the end of that, was it something along the lines of like, you actually, it was a pleasant experience. Like it wasn't anything, oh, yes. you know, <laughs> grudgy. We, we didn't go into like the back end of like all this trauma and where does it come from? Like, what was the experience like for you on that session? Yes, it was, it was very, simple and straightforward um it was i don't know just just dealing with the issue that was right in front of me which was how to how to feel cheerful about going to hospital and how to get rid of the fear i didn't didn't need to delve into any 
any past anything. It was just, let's deal with the present and get on with it. And it was quick. (laughs) It was very straightforward and practical and it wasn't overwhelming or mysterious or, or I don't know. I I just didn't know what to expect. Mm. But it was, um, for me, it was very practical, straightforward and simple, which is how I like to live my life. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes, you and me both. (laughs) So that's what I love about this approach. So what's really interesting is, um, yeah, I'll tell people a bit more about, and you may appreciate this as well, the backstory as to how I got into this work is that what we're, we're looking at here is basically a form of hypnosis is the best way to put it. Like it's all about getting into the subconscious and unconscious levels of everybody's minds and helping them from there. And the best way I'd like to describe it is uh, Peter Sage, he's this um, author and, and you know very successful life coach himself. And he says it very well, where he talks about when it comes to the conscious mind, which is about five, three to 5% of the mind's activity is conscious, what we think we know we're doing. And then the rest of that, 95 to 97%, 98%, is unconscious, which literally means we're not capable of understanding what's happening. And a good example is, you know, my heart is beating right now, my lungs are working, I'm breathing, all that is automated in the subconscious. And so with this kind of life coaching, that's what we're looking at. We're going, as Peter Sage says, the industrious ant who's very strong, very willing to work and and really goes for what he wants, or what she wants is the conscious part of a person's mind. So that 5% is this beautifully strong end. However, the rest of the mind, that 95%, is this magnificent elephant charging in the other direction. And the ant is on the elephant's back <laughs> going, I want to go this way. <laughs> and so because of that, I'm really fascinated. I love this kind of work to say, well, let's help someone on a sort of unconscious level. And let's just tell your brain that whatever you're thinking when you're sleeping or when you're idle in, in, in movement is that it's healthy for you. And so when it came to this hospital visit, that's basically what we did. We helped your unconscious mind feel safe and know that this operation was good for you and it wasn't something to be fearful of. And in fact, what we did is we programmed in the concept of you going and checking into a five-star hotel because it's not that different. You're going to be sleeping somewhere nice and get food (laughs) and be checked in and come out as bionic woman, basically. So pretty good hotel, you know? So that's what we did. We helped you just um, work with your triggers and like turn them into something that was more of an empowering position. So that, yeah, was what I would say. Like that's basically how it works. And that's why it felt so natural because all it is is having a conversation but like not with just your conscious mind but with your unconscious mind as well can can i just say that it didn't feel like hypnosis in any way um at all i don't know what hypnosis would feel like but i um you know it, it just felt like a, a a nice chat and um hmm. yeah i think yeah i don't i don't know if you want me to say what i that's very good for you to bring that up because we were going to talk about that as well. And the fact that clearly the word hypnosis, because like everything, I live in Ibiza, right? If you say the word Ibiza to people, 98% of them will have the completely wrong idea of what Ibiza is. They'll just see nightclubs and lots of drugs and debauchery, right? But the island is actually very 
spiritual, lots of nature, and it's very grounded place in that way. So I think the word hypnosis has the same reputation. Like it has this wonderful, mysterious air about it where people see these images from movies where people get, you know, knocked unconscious or at magic shows or whatever it may be. But actually, which is what I love about this course I'm on actually, um, where I'm, I'm learning more about hypnosis is wonderfully brilliant because Melissa Tears, who's one of the teachers of this course alongside Simone Soul, says it really well. She says, we actually go into hypnotic states on a daily basis, but we're just not aware of it. And all that means is when our mind is open to suggestion and takes it on as reality or possible reality. And a great example is when you go to a movie or you're watching entertainment, you you consciously say, okay, I want to get lost in this world of make-believe. And so you feel the emotions and you feel the fears and you feel the surprises and your brain doesn't really know the difference. It just knows that, oh my gosh, this was exhilarating. So when we had our conversation, we were working on the same part of your brain that said, oh, I feel these things and think these things. And we said, well, what if you went into hospital and it felt like a hotel? That's an idea. We're just suggesting something. And your mind really loved it to the point where I think <laughs> you had a wonderful time when you came out. And I actually want to say, I want to read that out now because I remember there's this one message you sent me from your hospital bed. I think you'd come out that day or was it? No, it was the next day, I believe. And you were talking about being in your bed and feeling like you were in a five star and getting food on demand. Like, tell me a bit about that. How, how did you feel? Um, yes. Um, say, hang on, I'll just find the text. It's easier. Um, what I was going to say was, I think the first thing you asked me was how did it, I was to close my eyes and to, um, and to imagine how I felt going up to hospital and, um, and what I was feeling. And it was, dread and slight trembling and mm. and whatever and then you asked me to think of things that actually I really enjoyed doing and of course um I I thought of riding horses and then I sort of getting in my camper van and driving to France and getting on a ferry and uh, and I discovered that actually the butterflies and excitement were quite similar to um the, the sort of the trembling and the fear so I um I think I you told me to imagine driving to the hospital feeling like that. And it was very easy to transpose um, trembling into butterflies and mm. excitement. That's a brilliant way to put it, because that's exactly what happened. So when we start with this kind of work, that's what we do. We identify what the problem is. And of course, in your case, there was this anxiety that was related to the hospital visit. So by simply asking you, you know, questions and getting an idea of how you wanted to feel and what you are looking forward to, it was very easy for me to see that when you described what it felt like with the hospital visit, it really did sound like you used the word butterflies. And for me, I associate that with excitement. And so I thought that's interesting that the, the bodily reaction that you're having, which happens a lot with the nervous system, is the brain can translate a feeling from the body and just say it's a negative thing when actually it could be a positive thing. So we're just telling ourselves a story in the subconscious mind. And so it was easy to identify what excites you because you told me very clearly that you'd love to travel. You know, you can see yourself checking into maybe exotic hotels with your, and you've got your camper van and ferries, you know, taking your, your van on the ferry and riding horses. So I basically took all of those beautiful and juicy and exciting images of your desired future and then we replaced your anxieties with the positives and gave you a 
mind something useful to chew on when it was <laughs> thinking about hospital. Yes, and it, it was actually on, on the Wednesday. So I went in on the Monday and I'd done all the work. And I think the um, the woman taking my bloods at seven o'clock in the morning was sort of thought mm. I was bonkers because she was like, how are you? Because obviously they're very kind and concerned. And I said, well, it may be sound ridiculous, but I'm terribly excited. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and the anaesthetist, and everyone thought I was slightly mad. But uh, no, so so I'd, I'd sort of known it all work, but it was on, on the Wednesday morning. I was lying in bed and I was thinking um, that I was actually feeling so relaxed and chilled mm. um, despite being in hospital and, and and normally I'd be feeling claustrophobic because I was my view was looking out a concrete building and I could see a patch of sky but you know I'm, I'm a country country bumpkin um, and um, and I was trying to think why why aren't I feeling claustrophobic and whatever and um, thought perhaps it was the programming that I was actually in a five-star hotel the, with a spa and mm. and the food was very good anyway so that was helped the um helped the imagination and uh, yes in the morning you marked off on the menus what food you wanted and uh, it arrived at the appropriate time and 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 I asked my husband if if I could do the same thing when I got home and he said <laughs> no <laughs> you know that is what gave me a chuckle because when you sent me that message i just thought this is amazing two days after a surgery and you are still in hospital with you know an environment that you usually would loathe and you're not just relaxed but you're in such good spirits and absolutely funny <laughs> without the laughing gas i'm sure <laughs> yes no none of that <laughs> Which for me, that's why I, I was very happy to hear that because that just was evidence that this one session we did worked super well. So what I'd like to do is I'm going to rewind back to the beginning of the to the first session and, and well, the only session we had yeah. and so, so that people can understand the timeline. So we had our session uh, last Tuesday mm -hmm. and I remember basically so the, to give people an idea. So the session can usually be 45 minutes, usually can be an hour. We had an hour because we had a bit of a catch up chat as well. And... The idea is it's all about, as a life coach, and, and identifying what someone would like to change. That's the important thing. It's like, well, what would you like to change today? What, what's troubling you at the moment? And then we work specifically with that. And so with you, it was very simple. It was like, okay, I'd like to feel much more empowered towards this uh, operation because I am, you know, uh, cripplingly sort of fearful, as I, the words you use, I believe. And so we did the session and you we used these anti-anxiety tools um, that I shared with you. So you could use those on your own. This is the other thing that's important about this kind of work as a soul mechanic is empowering people to regulate their own nervous systems when they're on their own. So when you do find yourself being triggered or you're feeling anxious or you're feeling something you don't want to feel, you can stop right there and literally start to reprogram and rewire your neurons in your in your brain and, and just train the brain to go when you feel butterflies for example stop stop panicking and ask yourself is this something that's really scary or is it not and then have the new reaction that you would like to have so in your case it was okay let's get rid of the anxiety and have something useful so what we did we did all that and as you said we're looking at an excitement or looking forward to doing the operation because it's going to be helping you and getting your life uh, back on track and doing things you love to do like horse riding and traveling and once we did that it gave you some exercises and then a bit later you did message me uh when i checked in to see how you're doing and you said i'm good 
I'm looking forward to doing the exercises again. Uh, I hadn't appreciated how fearful and small I had become in the sense that I knew I was living the life of a 95-year-old, but I didn't realize that I had become as vulnerable as one. That's true. And just talking about the distances that you were walking, you know, being shorter and shorter at home, fetching the horses in, feeding them, all these things were quite a chore. And I think you said something about, yes, the supermarket, even just really asking yourself, do I want to go all the way to the aisle? Exhausting. Right. Thinking to yourself, do I really want to get, was it firelighters because they're on the other end of the store? Yeah, too far away. Well, I'll do without them. <laughs> mm, mm. So I remember that was the day we had the session when you were, you know, telling me about that. And then that was Tuesday, fast forward two days later to Thursday. And then you sent a message, which for me, that was the first proof to go, okay, this is great. Like you've definitely gotten going something with that. Yes. I, um, I said, I haven't been able to practice my exercises because I haven't been feeling scared, which <laughs> was, I, I found astonishing in just two days. Mm. And, um, but the, the one thing I did do is I, I kept visualizing and, and replaying, um, packing on the Sunday and getting ready and getting up in 4.30 on, on Monday morning and going through the whole routine in my head so that everything was familiar when I actually did it. Mm. And I found that really useful. So I, I visualized sort of every step and I, I knew what the hospital looked like and the reception. And then, and then it was just from that point, I had to sort of hope that I was in a good space and all the new things that were arriving wouldn't be a problem. Mm. And, um, and they weren't. Which is fantastic. Yeah. And, and that is, by the way, another form of looking at hypnosis, because another thing that Melissa Tears says, which I think is brilliant, she says that and she's, this woman, by the way, is an expert on the subject, and she's training psychotherapists, psychologists, and other hypnotherapists who have been working for decades long and, and showing them things that they didn't realize <laughs> about this topic. And she says that people are actually hypnotizing themselves daily because what you think about the most becomes ingrained in your brain as a neuropathway, basically. So that's part of the work is to to encourage you to say okay well imagine and mentally practice is another way of putting it, it's mental practice practice getting into hospital and you know all of that stuff and you were being very precise as well to the timing and getting there at 4 45 you were when you woke up and then 7 a.m arrival and getting to your bed wheel to the theater this is literally what athletes are doing the people who are high performers are looking at every single thing i'm not sure if i've seen it somewhere but i'm sure that's what surgeons do too right it's really tricky procedures they mentally prepare and go right when i'm in there i know where i'm going this is what's next so it's all the same and i think it's fascinating and it's wonderful because everyone has access to this really focus on what you would like mentally prepare it and you are practically in fact no literally changing your brain physically with the neural pathways when you do that which i think is fantastic and I remember asking you with that message that you'd uh, sent about the practicing the exercises, not needing to. And I, I said, well, was that normal? Were you expecting to be feeling any difference towards the hospital visit? And I remember you said you had expected that you would have become more scared as the event got closer. Absolutely. Like if you were waiting for an exam to arrive or mm. a driving test or anything else, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd ex I would have expected to become more anxious. And, um, and I think I... I sent you a link of um, what my um, theme theme tune or my soundtrack for the day was, yes. which was um, the Pointer Sisters. I'm so excited um, because I was actually genuinely feeling excited about my life starting again and opening up again. Um, I've had many 
friends have said, oh, you know, I'm climbing mountains again. Oh, my friend had their hip replaced. They're off skiing. Mm. And and somebody, another friend, American friend, had his hip replaced last year. And he was riding after six months, walking for the first month and trotting in the second month. And it was like, it is exciting, life opening up again. Absolutely. And and that did, again, uh, make me chuckle because you did on Sunday, which was the day before, you know, you know, you went into hospital. You did say, this is my soundtrack for the day. And, um, and you said how you couldn't have imagined that before because you would have probably been sniveling with fear, you know, in terms of... Under, under the duvet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was wonderful. And, and again, what you're saying is proof of the concept that is you have proof in your life that having this operation is a good thing. You've got friends and people you know who have moved on and are living amazing lives. So it's that same thing of the, if the mind goes, oh, I've got proof that this is a good thing, then I can hold on to that reality. And that's so important, you know, to, to understand that when people are in a negative space, then you're primed for negativity and then you're looking for the proof and you will find the proof of negativity and go, oh, but this happened to that person and all those bad things happen and they happen every day. But if you're primed to look for the good things, then you're likely to call them in, uh, which I think is really, really fun. So yeah, thank you so much for for sharing your, your journey in terms of this last week. And I'm super, super happy that you are off to a good recovery. You're so welcome. <laughs> if I can help anybody else then um i would be delighted to do so <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and also we'll, we'll keep talking um i do have a few other tools over time to share with you if you're interested and this is another thing i may be doing i might be doing some workshops and stuff in the future to sort of share this wonderful knowledge with everyone knowing that we can all be doing this with no effort whatsoever with our own hands which is fun i am definitely interested <laughs> superb so i'm looking forward to the future when you are sending me pictures of you in your van and having a wonderful time with your horse riding and until then uh yep just wishing you a super super week thanks for joining and have a fantastic beginning of 2023 thank you so much super bye and there you have it Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hire Yourself podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you live your life bigger, better, and more authentically. If you'd like some holistic life coaching, whether that be to do with your personal life, your mindset, or your career, and even your love life, then feel free to get in touch with me by using the details in the show notes. And otherwise, remember to subscribe to this new podcast and stay tuned for some more juicy episodes. And until then, thanks for stopping by. See you soon. Ciao. The world how we love each other.